0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Philosophy of Fitness podcast, episode number sixty-seven. My name is Haley. I'm going to be your host today, and every single day that you are tuning in, guys, I have an awesome episode for you today that I'm so excited for you to hear. I am joined with James Boria. So, uh, funny enough, we actually live in the same town, but I didn't know who he was until a mutual friend uh, suggested that he come on the show, and I'm so grateful. So, shout out to Richie if you're listening to this but James is actually training to bear crawl and ultra marathon. Yes, you heard that correctly. He is going to be bear crawling and ultra marathon In the fall of next year, he's going to be bear crawling 31 miles from Brooklyn out to Long Island, which is insane. So I was like, I have to have you come on the show. I can't wait to hear all about your training and your journey. So we had an awesome conversation. We obviously cover all of his training, diving into that, a lot of mindset stuff, a lot of how your mindset kind of shapes what you're able to do physically. We cover so many different topics, um, fitness influencers and some of the shitty advice that, that they're giving people you know, um, thinking about who you look up to, we really cover it all. We had such an amazing conversation. And James is so inspiring. He's so driven. And um, I think it's so incredible what he's doing. So he's the first person to ever do this, which is pretty crazy. Somebody uh, bear crawled a regular marathon uh, a few years ago, but nobody has bear crawled an ultra marathon. So he's literally venturing into uncharted territory. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode, to hear James and what he has to share and all of his insight, which is super inspiring. So if you're interested in hearing this episode, you know what to do, my friends, go ahead and stay tuned. All right, guys, welcome back to the philosophy of fitness podcast. Today, I have James Boria here. James, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm- it. Yeah, big shout out to um, our friend Richie who uh, connected us with each other. I, I he told me about you, and I was like, "Guy that's bear crawling an ultra marathon, like what is that?" I was like, <laughs> "I need to hear the story behind that." So very, uh, very excited to have you. Shout out to Richie.
1: Yeah, shout out to Richie. I appreciate it. Um, so thanks, Richie, for, for hooking us up. Connected. Yeah.
0: So I I don't even know where to start with this. I guess a, a good place to start would be, um, kind of your journey with fitness. Has that always been like a big part of your life or did that kind of come, I know you played sports in college. Like, did that come from the sports side of things or have you always been interested in, uh, working out?
1: Um, so I wouldn't say it's been a real interest of mine my whole life, even though I played sports, the fitness side of it, I was always, you know, into athletics, baseball specifically. And, um it's funny because before we hopped on this podcast I was actually thinking about it and I remember I had a trainer in like my sophomore year of college because I did some strength training and I remember saying to him vividly I was like after college like I'm never gonna you know be into strength training or any sort of physical activity and he was like I think you're wrong but we'll see and now I mean I was completely wrong but um, I was never really interested in it and then as of the last year, I really started to get into it more—the endurance type stuff, more for the mindset. Um, so it's funny how I never thought I was I would be into it, and now I'm like full blast, like every day, maybe twice a day. Um, bear crawling, first person to bear crawl an ultra marathon uh, type thing. So. Yeah, complete 180. Or yeah, complete
0: 180. <laughs> yeah, I so resonate with that because like I was so unathletic growing up. Like I was the last kid to finish running the mile. Like sucked at sports like we had to play sports at the high school i went to but i was on like the lowest tier they actually we had something called like a thirds team which was a step below like jv so it was like really bad kids um would play those and um i was like yeah like i'm not into this at all and then later on as life went on like now it's such a big part of my life so i totally like resonate with um the 180 thing um for sure
1: yeah i think just sports was its own you know, deal in general. And then adding the fitness uh, component on top of it. I never just really got into it. I I was in it for the wrong reasons. Now I found it for the right reason. And it's it's just like, it's, I could never imagine living without it. It's like, I was talking to my buddy about this a while ago. And he was saying, because he was the same way, college, you know, got the best of us partying, all that nonsense. And then um, he was like, there was a time in my life where I couldn't even imagine like just going to the Gym, and now it's like I can't even imagine not going to the gym. So it's crazy how you could just change like that. But that's kind of the whole story. My whole story, at least.
0: Yeah, I like I said, I relate to that so much. Like there was a point, even for like partying, is such a huge part of college. So it's like thinking of like now. I think about like I have my morning routine, and like I love going to bed early and like having tea before I go to bed. And it's like that version of me, like never in a million years would have like thought that that was something that was valuable. So it's kind of crazy how. Um, people can change so much. And I know you touched on something a little bit where you said that you like doing the endurance stuff for the mindset portion of it. So can you kind of explain that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so I was so oh, I don't even know where to start with that, but it kind of I as I was starting to change my life around, I started to realize that fitness was a good way to just figure out how you're feeling um, about certain things and like what you what values you hold true true. And as I got into the endurance space, I started, I did a challenge called the four by four by 48. That was like the first thing I ever did. It's I, obviously, you know, David Goggins yeah. um, and he does that where you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. And that was one of the first things I did where I was just like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try this out, see what happens. And I really found out a lot about myself through that of just like, what I was made of, how I could push through when, you know, I didn't think I could go anymore. And I was like, okay, this is definitely a good sign. And I should keep this up because it made me, it made my mind so clear. And it's the same thing with bear crawling. Like when I, I did six miles yesterday and I had the time of my life, cause you go into, a, a, you know, uh, an activity like that, that's extremely strenuous and you have 15, 20 things on your mind, just that's life. And then after you go through that, you leave, and you're like, okay, there was one thing that was nagging me during that whole four hours. That's probably something that I should put my energy into. Everything else doesn't really matter. So it almost acted as like a filter mindset-wise to, okay, these are the things that I should be worried about or concerned about, um, and everything else is just fluff when you know it comes down to the wire of like – I feel like I'm
0: going to die right now. Yeah. Wow. I love that analogy of like thinking of it as a filter because I feel like there's something that happens. And that's a big part of why I started this podcast is just like understanding the mind body connection. It's like there's something that happens internally when you're pushing your limits um, where you almost you almost have this like ability to block out the noise. Like I don't run anywhere near as much as you do. But like even if I go for like a six mile run or something like that, I feel like I get to this place in my mind where it's like, you almost not even like you sort of just like see what sort of comes to the surface, but you're also able to like let go of the things um, that, that don't matter as much. It's like therapeutic in a way.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what's been crazy about this whole process is it's been such a roller coaster of like trying to figure out my I'm figuring out myself, but also I'm becoming a totally different person as like in the sense of I'm just extremely grateful for like even the opportunity to like put myself through something like this. And it's just become so simple as to where, like, my mindset now is just, like, anything else in life has become extra. Like, you know, waking up in the morning, you know, being that thankful to wake up in the morning. Yeah. That's a, that's a win. Just small wins because there's so many things that you can't even control with something like this. So you kind of have to surrender to the fact of, like, I just have to worry about what I can control, um, you know, take things as they come to me, and then all the good is extra, you know, like I've been talking to a lot of different brands, you know, meeting a lot of cool people, podcasts. And it's like, I, you go into it with all these expectations and then you realize that all the expectations that you have are just setting you up for failure. So it's been cool to just yeah. take things as they come and just be extremely simple, extremely grateful. Um, and I, that's not something I thought I would go into this and take out of it, but it's been like the biggest takeaway of just like, look how lucky you are to just be ex- even experiencing like a struggle. You
0: know, yeah, I I love that struggle
1: that I chose.
0: Yeah. You know, it's it's people don't realize, I think, how much gratitude can like change things. And I think that fitness in particular is something that at least for me, like brought it to the surface so much of like, I'm so thankful that I'm able to challenge myself in the way that I am, because there's people out there that would, you know, kill to be able to do something like that. And I saw you post something recently about um, your morning routine, and I was laughing because I was reading your list of everything. I'm like, this is literally my morning routine, like to <laughs> tea, like journaling, gratitude, meditation. Um, So when did sort of like the the idea of gratitude come to the surface for you? Did, th- did that happen before you started training for this? Or was that like a result of the endurance training?
1: Yeah, so that goes back to pretty much almost a year ago, a year and a half, maybe a little bit over a year ago. Uh, this, t- this time last year, maybe October, before the bear crawl, before anything, uh, before I even know where I knew I wanted to go in my life. It was a time coming out of COVID and COVID was big for me, um, kind of in, in a growth phase of, I came out of college or I was graduating college, I was playing baseball, it was my senior year and everything just got stripped for me. And I was just, I was in a bad relationship. I wouldn't say it was bad, but it wasn't really serving me well. And, um, you know, I, baseball was like my avenue my whole life. I thought I wanted to be a professional baseball player so badly. Um, and then when I went to college, I lost that, but then COVID happened and everything got stripped from me. And I remember sitting there vividly one moment and I was just like, like, how did I get here? Like, this is not who I wanted to be. This is not who I thought I was going to be. What happened? And then that led me to the summer. I started to turn things around Then I got back to school and I was living in a studio apartment by myself. And I was like, okay, how can I turn this thing around? And obviously start doing research. I started to come across people on Instagram who were more in that line of work of, you know, self-help, self-growth. And, you know, they woke up early and they journaled and that led me to journaling. And I played around with journaling for a little bit before, but I would always, I never really got the the purpose of it, but I, you know, I saw it through. I was just like, I'm going to write down how my day went, whatever, and figured it out. And then during that fall of about a year ago, I started really journaling like with, with intention. And I it started off for a while with just gratitude and it really set the tone for everything else. And then after I was, you know, about a month of just doing that, they started to expand. And that was like, that was the foundation of everything really to where I am now. Yeah, extremely important to me. I no, I won't miss a day if like at the end of that post, I put like the staples and gratitude journaling is one of them. Like no matter what, if I like if I only have five minutes in the morning, like say I miraculously never happens. But if I woke up and I need to be somewhere in five minutes, I'm journaling. I'm not leaving my house unless I journal.
0: yeah. (laughs) I so relate to that. Like, I, if I miss a day, um, this sounds so silly, but if I'm like driving in the car, I'll literally just like say it out loud. Like, thank you, universe. I'm so grateful that I have this. Like, I'll squeeze it in like any chance that I get. Um, and I think something that you kind of touched on that I think a lot of people relate to is like COVID was such a wake up call for so many people. Um, and I think it forced a lot of us to like slow down and reevaluate. And, um, I, I relate so much to your journey. Like for me, um, I sort of like, had a, a similar experience, but it was at the end of 2019. Like I had a terrible breakup, like it was just a low point in my life and that's when I really started like questioning everything and like exploring myself more and like really getting to know myself and it was through that sort of like falling apart and it was through things like being stripped away that we actually kind of find out who we are and it's um it sounds like it's it's hard to kind of like comprehend that at a surface level and it sounds scary but it's like that's something that also gives me hope moving forward is that like if something's falling out of your life it's making space for something else to fall into it and even space for you to like explore yourself more so it sounds like that's kind of um what that whole journey was like for you too
1: yeah it was just it it was almost like a gut check it was just like this is what can happen if you're not like consciously focusing on your, not on yourself. You should focus on yourself, but not, not in a selfish manner. But like, if you're just letting things f- fall by the wayside, if you don't have a plan, yeah. if you're not showing up every day with intention, this is, this is what could happen. Cause like I loved baseball and I would never deny that, but somehow I still ended up in a position where it was like, I'm just not happy with where I, where I ended up. And I, I th- think That's something that a lot of people and a point I try to hone in on is like, you could be, you could still be doing the right things every day, but if you're not doing them with intention, if you're not setting goals, if you're not trying to push yourself, you might, you still might not end up where you, where you want to be. And like, it relates to something I tell people all the time. A lot of my athletes, it's just like, just because you're working hard and just because you're going through the motions. Like I know you've been told a lot of times that hard work is equal success. That's not really true. Like you have to work hard with intention. You have to set plans. You have to know how you're going to get there. You have to show up daily and do all of the right things. You can't just work hard, put your nose down and, and then you look up and everything's there. Yeah. I did that. You know, all right. I thought I did that. And I was just not in the right. It's didn't know where I wanted to be. How could you, you don't even set a direction, you know? Yeah. So
0: That's That's such a good point. It's like, I feel like a lot of people forget, you know, and it's easy to get caught in that trap of going through the motions where it's like, well, on paper, I'm doing all the right things. Like there's been points in my life too, like where I'm like, well, I'm journaling, I'm doing all this stuff, but like something still isn't sitting right or something's like not connecting in the right way. So it's like when that happens, I think it's so important to just take a step back and maybe like reevaluate, like you said, set goals and have like the vision in mind and hold on to the vision because if you're kind of stuck on that, like, I almost think of it as like hustle culture. I think it's a lot of toxic. Sometimes people tell, you you know, like work out every day, like don't take any rest days. Like, no, there's so much value to be had from like sitting with yourself and like reflecting and, and reevaluating. And sometimes that's the thing that people need to like push them to the next level.
1: Yeah. And I can relate to that hustle culture thing completely. Cause I mean, if you see at the bottom of all my Instagram posts, I put never stop hustling. That's like my thing. Yeah. And we can, we can go into that story and how it kind of ties into my life and the bear crawl. But, um, people ask me that question all the time. They're like, is it the same thing as hustle culture? And I'm like, absolutely not. Like I can hustle in so many different ways, but I hustle with intention and I hustle. Like you you say hustle and rest. And people are like, what? And I'm like, no, I'm hustling when I'm resting because it's going to allow me to go extremely hard tomorrow. And I know that my mind needs it. Like I did six miles yesterday. I don't even, I won't even except now that we're talking about it. I won't even think about the bear crawl. Like I want to have, I want to enjoy my day. I want to relax. I'm just a normal person today. because I know tomorrow it's back to it's back to work so I'm hustling today just not in the way people would think or like you know on this podcast I have to I'm showing up with 100% intention I have a goal in mind that I want to get across certain things that we have to we want to cover that's hustling but there's like it has nothing to do with the hustle culture of like you you're bringing your work home and your family doesn't matter and you know you you wake up and breathe work like that's all bs that's that's how you're never going to get to where you want to go that way you have there's different avenues and you have to show up 100 each of them including rest so.
0: yeah that's a fast track to a burnout by the way uh thinking that you can just like hustle through stuff like mm-mm. and i know people in the fitness space like i have friends who promote that like they they're like work fucking harder like you know it's no shade at anybody but it's like no like people shouldn't feel guilty or like ashamed for resting and i think something else you touched on too that's A really interesting perspective that I haven't heard is just like thinking of hustling in a different perspective. Like hustling doesn't mean you're like burning yourself to the ground. Like hustling can mean a lot of different things. Hustling can even mean being really good with your daily routine of like, I'm hustling with meditating every day. Like I'm setting aside time to make intentions for the day or like journal or gratitude. Like that in a way is hustling too, even though at face value, you know, we're so conditioned to think that hustling is just like the grind that it's like never stopping.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's one of the things that I found through I found beneficial of like, you know, creating content and different things like that. It's, it's totally free reign. So I adopted that word and I just made it what I want. And all hustling means to me is just showing up and whatever, wherever you are in that moment, you have to give 100% to that moment. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be doing absolutely nothing, but like have a purpose because for a while I know, I knew what it was like to live without a goal, a direction, a purpose. And that, that wasn't hustling but I was still, you know, I was practicing three hours a day, you know, I was doing all these things, but I didn't get anywhere. There was no plan. I was I wasn't really hustling. I was just that hustle culture of like, put your nose down, you know, just trust the process kind of thing. Not that I don't believe in that. I think you should, but you, you have to have a process with that. But yeah, I mean, there definitely is a time and a place for like the, you know, work harder, no one cares yeah. type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of have to get to that space. And the way I like to think of that is because I do like, I'm, I, you do a lot like mindset work, right? Yeah. 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 So I think of it as like when I, you know, especially my athletes, or even I do a lot of like general health and wellness, like not everybody I work with wants to have that same mentality. Like I have a switch where I could turn that on because I need to. There's going to be times like when I'm doing, when I'm bear calling 31 miles next October it's not going to be all fun and dandy. Like, Oh, you know, I don't feel like doing it. Let me rest. Like, no, I have, I have to do it. Like there's going to be times where I don't want to keep going, but I have to, nobody's nobody cares, whatever. There's a time and a place for that, but. I don't like to put that out there because that's not what fitness should be for most people. Most people aren't taking my perspective into I'm going to go be the first person to ever do something. Most people are okay with not doing that. You know, they just want to show up and they want it to be a part of their day. So I don't think it's like, let me, I'm trying to think of something that it relates to my life. Like, I don't know. Say reading, for example. Like, I like reading and I write a lot, but like, it's not my 100% focus. And a lot of people, their focus is not 100% fitness. So you can't, I would never want somebody to be like, nobody cares. Read, you got to read. Yeah. Um, uh, what I don't I don't really want to read like today, maybe you know. So you, you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like not for sure. Has that same perspective of like 100 all in, um, even though it does it, it works.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I think it's just you know I always tell people that I work with too like. Fitness is not one size fits all. Nutrition isn't one size fits all. Like there's nothing out there that's like, here's here's the cheat code to your life. And like you can just plug in and this is like what's going to work for you. Like everyone's different and everyone has different things that resonate with them. So, yeah, there's a group of people out there that like that work fucking harder mentality like that's their jam and it works so well for them. And then there's people out there that are on the other side of it where they're like, let me just show up for this hour and let me not like beat myself up if like maybe I didn't, you know, lift as heavy as I wanted to or like run quite as fast as I wanted to. So it's like kind of just finding like what um, resonates with you and what works for you. Cause at least in my experience, I'm sure you can relate to like everyone is different, especially um, when it comes to fitness.
1: 100%. And I think I'm just more on the side of like, that's not how, that's not how I could roll, you know? I, cause. I'm one of those guys where it's like, I have to, if I didn't have this, this idea of hustle that I have, I wouldn't make it anywhere because I truly believe that anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Like it's clear with the, with the bear crawler, like social media, I want to do as much as I can. So if I don't find that, okay, I have to, I have to tune it back and I don't have that switch. If I just live that one way, I'll never make it anywhere. I need, I need time to in person. And it's been hard to portray on social media because most awesome of content comes from being that kind of guy where it's like, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning and I'm doing yeah. you know, my morning routine and then I go to the, I bear crawl four miles and <laughs> then I, you know, but that's not me. Yeah. It's like, I, I literally say, I say to Richie all the time, I'm like, dude, I feel like I live two lives. So like my morning is like so structured, boom. And then I come to work and I'm like laughing. I don't care. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know who I was in the morning, <laughs> but I need that switch. Cause if I don't have that that relaxation, that turn off, or any other avenue where I can direct 100% focusing to, cause that's who I am, I'll burn out hundred
0: percent. Yeah. I feel like it, especially with social media, it's so easy to, to view people as like one dimensional. And I was having this conversation with a friend of mine, like a few weeks ago where it's like, we show up on social media a certain way. Like I'm sure that I give off like a certain image of like, you know, being super into spirituality and fitness and stuff. But like, I have like a funny goofy side too. Like when I go to work at Psycho bar, like I'm laughing, I'm joking around, like the same thing that you are. And it's like, no one's one dimensional like it's not like we're just like constantly in hustle mode like if you don't meditate like you know whatever get out of my way yeah. like um so yeah it's it's really interesting how like social media has kind of made things seem like they can only be one dimensional and especially with your interpretation of like never stop hustling like i i really didn't even know your full explanation behind that like when i had seen it so it was it's kind of cool to hear that there's like a different you know um view of it
1: yeah it's and i i still struggle with struggle with portraying myself correctly on social media not just that one side and I noticed it for the first time the other day because like you post content and you put it out there and you think it's valuable but then you know you're just worried about like okay you know I have my blog on Tuesdays you know my whatever that post media that posting whatever yeah and um I made a post and it was like just joking around and I sent it to my buddy as like a joke and he was like he was like I don't think you should post that and I was like why he was like that's not you like that's like kind of like joking around like you know you're kind of serious to the point and I'm just like damn like I'm that guy like
0: I'm yeah ready? Like, like why I can't I be bold yeah yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and it's been tough but like you said I mean you try to be intentional and you try and provide value and you don't want to you know be issues like you know yeah so you got to be unique and creative and not like oversell like yeah. I can only post never stop puzzling so many times you know mm-hmm. or like what it means um, so I think that's also why it get a lot of people don't know what it means but it's just just the beginning
0: <laughs> yeah no I feel that with the whole social media thing like um, I'm like, I have a TikTok now, and like, I'm trying to grow on there, and I'm like, I feel like I can be a little bit more myself over on there, but like, there's still this like disconnect with my Instagram where I'm like, mm, maybe I like shouldn't post that, like it doesn't really fit with my brand, but, um, I don't know. The more that I like explore, the more I'm like, why is it in the influencer space or like the social media space? Like, why can't we be like, you know, a full person? And I think that's like part of why I love TikTok so much is like people are so authentic on there like people are so open and so real on there. And I feel like the age of like the fitness influencer that like looks picture perfect all the time and like has a picture perfect routine. Like that's dying because like people can see right through it. Like they know it's not, you know, real and sustainable. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, the whole space is just, I think about it in a couple of different ways, but I'm just like, a lot of the people that have that image of like, this is how you do it. There's one cookie cutter way. It's like, it's not even right. It's not even like good information. It's just like, that's completely wrong. Like, why are you selling it to people? Like I have so many, I'm sure you can relate to, I have so many people come to me in the gym and they're like, Oh, you know, I want to work out, you know, three hours a week and uh, I'll want to be, you know, or lose X amount of weight by, you know, say December, Christmas. I'm like, that's just not possible. Yeah. You know, like, well, how do you eat? I don't know, but I just want to work out, you know, it's not, I can't help you there. Right? Unless you want to, unless you want yeah. to learn how to eat right. I could, we could do all everything. You could take my training program on, you're not going to lose weight. Like, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, but it's just so misinformed that it makes me so mad. I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, I don't even know why I waste my time. Like <laughs> just trying to put this stuff out there. Cause it's yeah. just like everybody goes right to the guy that has like, you know, that post is quickest way to get a six pack. And I'm yeah.
0: Like, it's like lose 20 pounds in a month. Twice. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's an interesting space for
0: sure. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And like people that people that are like aren't certified at all, like like this. I see it all the time with like girls that are fitness influencers that like they, they aren't certified, but they're like, oh, this is how you like build a huge butt like with just doing air squats. It's like that's <laughs> not like that's not realistic. And like, you know, like people, people put this information out, but it's like if you're a consumer of it, like check out who you're following and just like see if see if the math checks out. Like, I know it sounds silly, but like at least make sure they have some kind of like qualification and like also just because something worked for one person like doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone like my my fitness program your fitness program doesn't mean it's going to work for every single person like everyone is so different
1: that's why i hate doing like nutrition like i'm a fitness guy and people ask me to do meal plans and stuff and i'm like bro i will eat the same thing three times a day every day I can't give you, like, it works yeah. for me. And I'm not saying it won't work for you. If you Sure, if you want to try what I do, I'll help you. But I can't, I'm not going to sit here and, like, try and figure out what you like and yeah. all these little switches. I don't know. I don't eat like that. I don't know. I don't go to the, like, I go to the grocery store. It's the same thing. I time. I could do it my, uh, blindfolded. Yeah. Like, I eat the same thing. I can't tell you. I have, like, the
0: same rotation of, like, five meals that I have.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't do it. Because I'm like, one, Yeah. I it's not that I don't know enough. It's just like, I don't even know, besides what I eat, I don't really want to get creative with like, okay, let me give you this vegetable or yada, yada, yada. So that's why I don't do plants because everything is so unique. Everybody's so different.
0: Yeah. It is. It's so unique. And like, that's something that I took on this year was doing nutrition coaching. And it's like, it takes so much time to sit down with a client and like understand their preferences and what they like, what they don't like. And like their patterns around food. It's like, it's a whole catered, you know, process. Like it's, it's almost like a fingerprint. Like it's, it's so specific. Um, and that's why like some of these like cookie cutter programs that, you know, influencers put out too. Like I've seen people that beat themselves up cause they're like, well this, why am I like not seeing results? Like this worked for this person. Like, why is it not working for me? It's because maybe it's just like not the right program for you. Like you just need to explore a little bit more. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you.
1: Have you ever heard of Greg Doucette?
0: No. Who's that?
1: He He's a YouTuber. He's absolutely nuts. <laughs> but he's a nutrition guy. He was like a bodybuilder. He like had the world record for like bench press. But he's, oh, wow. he's, one, he's a character. So like his videos are extremely entertaining. But he goes on to like all like Gymshark athletes. And oh, all yeah. All these different types of people. And he's like, he breaks it down of like why it's wrong. And he's an extreme advocate of just like, the misinformation he just like corrects it all but I think you, you would like him he's, he's funny yeah he's a good time to watch what's his name Greg Doucette
0: Greg Doucette I'm gonna have to check him out that sounds like right up my alley yeah, um he does like
1: all those like he does all those cookie-cutter uh, workout programs, too, and meal plans of, like, V-Shred. I'm sure you
0: know V-Shred. Yeah, oh, my God. His ads. <laughs> he must <laughs> yeah, spend he millions of dollars because I swear to God, every time I'm on YouTube, I see that freaking ad. It's so annoying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's because he's good-looking, but that's the problem. Yeah. It's all these good-looking people. And everyone's like, I want to look like that.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. That's so funny. There's someone else. Um, I think his name is, like, obese to beast or something. Um, he, uh, You should check him out because he, he's like... Beast. Uh, I don't know what his name is in real life, but that's his name that on YouTube. But he um, I think he like I think he might be a Twitch streamer, too. But he um, he talks about all that kind of stuff too, like people that, you know, advocate for like crash diets or like influencers that give out, you know, shitty advice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know this guy. Yeah, I haven't seen any of his stuff, but I'm going to check it out. Yeah, yeah. I, like that. I love people like that that just expose
0: him. Yeah, me too. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely it's check him out. So here's a question for you because I, I didn't even uh, get a chance to ask yet. Why specifically did you decide to bear crawl for the ultra marathon? Like why not um, just run it?
1: Yeah. So, <clears throat> all right. So this goes back a little while. Um, so it's going to cut kind of a long story because there's a lot of ways that I got into it um, and there's no like no, no specific thing deserves all the credit. But um, so this was back when, you know, because the it's only been done once before, which was a marathon. Uh, somebody did 26.2 miles, this guy, Devin LeVake, which total inspiration for the whole thing, obviously, because he's the only one who's ever done it before. Um, and I saw that he did it, and I was just extremely interested in it. Uh, didn't even, never thought that I was going to do it or anything. That wasn't my initial thought. And like Goggins and all those guys, I was just really interested in endurance events. So I was like, this is extremely unique. I'm going to you know look into this, read up on it was listening to podcasts and um, I came across this one podcast he was on and I was actually driving back to New Hampshire. I came home for the weekend, I was driving back to New Hampshire and um, on the podcast, he goes, somebody has to break it. Like somebody's going to do it. And I'm going to be really excited to cheer them across the finish line. And I was like, damn, that could be me. Like, wouldn't that be sick? And then obviously that initial limiting factor comes in where I'm just like, no, that doesn't make any sense. And I was like, well, what if, like, you know, what if that could be me? And I was like, I'm going to go tell my buddy and see what he says. So I drove back to New Hampshire. When one of my best friends lived above me in the, in the apartment complex. And I knocked on his door. and We sat down. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to bear crawl a marathon. And he was like, he was like, no, nah. he was like, you should bear crawl 26.3 miles. Yeah. So I was like, okay, now I'm definitely going to do this because – I just told him this crazy thing and he just shot back with, like, no, do more. And I was like, okay, like if he sees it in me, I should see it in myself. And this was before the baseball season started. So then, fast forward through the season, I'm making, you know, obviously like dropping subtle hints, you know, you can call it manifesting. Yeah. Like I would tell my buddies in Lyft, like we would be, you know, strength uh, training together with the team. And I would just be like, I feel so good, like I could bear crawl a marathon, like, you know, just kind of convincing myself. And I have a newsletter um, and I put it in my newsletter. And I remember I was out at a party one time and we were all drinking. And it was like one of the last nights I went out in college and there was a freshman on my team. And he was like, he made me shake on it. He was like, you have like, you tell me you're do it. Like you have to do it. And I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. And um, season ends, I come home and um, I was like, I'm just going to try and crawl a mile see what happens. And it was like the worst thing I've ever done. It was painful. I was just like, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I was like, I can't do this. And then that image of him, me shaking his hand, came back into my head. And I was like, I have to do this. There's no other way around this. I lose all credibility. I wanted to build a brand. I wanted to get into social media. And I was like, if I start off on this note, there's no way anyone's ever going to listen to me. Right. And I I feel like I do have something valuable to provide. So I kept training and, you know, was doing a lot of work and was getting up to like, I bare crawled 10 miles a couple of weeks ago and was getting very serious with it. And um, I decided to register, for the world record to apply to break it through Guinness. And I got onto the Guinness website and there was no record holder. So I'm like, "Hmm, okay, Um, this guy never set the record. So then I was faced with the dilemma of like, okay, I could apply to break this record and he did it in 20 hours and 48 minutes. So now if I go do it, there's a chance as much as I don't want to, admit it don't finish it. I don't break the record or the unofficial record. Could I live with myself? holding a record that he that I know was set, but never officially set. I can't walk around and take all the credit. Like I was the first person to do it. And I did it in 21 hours, 22 hours. So I was stuck. I was puzzled and I didn't know what to do. And then I came across one of my friends. I was connected to one of my friends who, um, you know, a good buddy, not good buddy of mine, but um, somebody I know now who works for, uh, at 10,000, the clothing company. And uh, we were talking about, you know, working with the company for the, the, the crawl, and their clothes. And he was like, can I ask you a question? I was like, sure, man, of course. He was like, have you ever thought about becoming the first person to bear crawl an ultra marathon instead of a marathon? And I was like, no, but that's fucking genius. He was like, it's 31 miles. Like it's, you know, I think you could do it. He was like, that'd be sick. So I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, damn, it's only five more miles. Not that bad. It's my own record that solves that problem first person ever do it. Not too shabby. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's do it and I put yeah. it out there and that, that's how I got there. So long story,
0: but Wow. No, that's crazy. That's so cool. Like even just thinking that you could be like the first person like in Guinness. I'm surprised that they didn't recognize the other guy that did it.
1: Yeah, and I haven't I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't applied to break it yet or to set it. Yeah. Um, the ultra marathon, but it took them 20 hours. I'm assuming it was during COVID as well. Maybe they weren't coming out and doing it Um, I I can't imagine that he wouldn't have wanted to set it but for some reason it's not in there so uh, I'm gonna see if I can I don't even know if they'll walk with me for that long because now 31 miles is probably gonna take me I would like to finish it in 24 hours that's very ambitious yeah or 25 26 27 hours so I don't even know if somebody's gonna want to walk that long
0: yeah Uh, we'll see (laughs) get them to have a little golf cart drive next to you the whole time Yeah, they're going to be going really, really slow. Yeah. <laughs> I I think about it, too. Like, I, I'm, like, thinking in my head, like, bear crawling is brutal. Like, even if I'm just doing it at the gym, like, back and forth, like, my knees are screaming. Like, I can't imagine, you know, yeah. doing that.
1: It's It's been extremely interesting just to see how my body's adapted. Um But now it's like walk, not only say walk in the park, but like six miles was tough yesterday, but it's not tough to the point where it's like, this is the worst thing ever. Like I enjoy it. I really do mentally as well. Um, but when I first did it, that first mile, it was like really bad. My wrists were hurting my my ankles, my knees, my back, my shoulders were gassed. Now it's just like, you know, I'm a little sore today. Not Mm -hmm. that bad. Um. But my hip, my hip, my right hip is the only thing that bothers me. Like now, I can crawl for probably a half a mile without standing up. The only reason I will stand up is because my hip, or like the blood rushes to my head because it's not really a normal position.
0: Yeah, definitely not.
1: Yeah, so I get you know I, I actually got a couple sinus infections from like hanging upside down. Oh my god! Um, I think it was from the crawling. I don't know. I could be
0: exactly. Wow. Yeah, that's weird. Dramatic, but yeah, <laughs>
1: um, but now like my wrists are like bulletproof. I can do yeah. like pushups on the back of my hands wow cool stuff yeah but nothing I would ever recommend it yeah out. don't go doing that but it's been cool to see how you think right you think you break your body down and it's just like we're meant for endurance we're meant to endure we're meant to do difficult things mentally and physically so it's been cool to actually see the physical results of my body like responding and getting stronger um, after you just break it down like after I did 10 miles I was like I, I felt like a grandpa like I couldn't even yeah get up the stairs because oh I did it on the beach from 2 30 in the morning until about like ten AM the next day, because wow. it was in August, so it was so it was so hot out. So I was like, the only way I can get this done in a seven hour yeah. window is through the middle of the night. And it was cool at first, and then like it, it reality settled in at like mile four, and I, I was like, this absolutely sucks. Yeah, and I had it was so strenuous. on like all my fingers because instead of like flat ground where you're just palming, I had to like grab into the sand and kind of pull. So my running
0: on really sand too, out. as hard as it is, like.
1: Yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot harder and yeah. I've done, I've done it on pretty much every surface. I've done a couple miles on the track. It was terrible. I did the football field yesterday. Um, I'll go back and forth at like a 30 yard turf someday days, um, And then the concrete, I did the pavement around my, my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some funny stories about that. Hmm. Um, but I mean, my hands haven't been torn up that much, even on the concrete. So that's good. Cause I'm going to do it from uh the Brooklyn bridge to Massapequa where I, where yeah. I am right now is, I think it's like 30 miles. So it's like, yeah, Brooklyn.
0: that's where I am too, by the way. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> you, can
1: come. you can be at the finish line or yeah. you can walk some of it if you want. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. What are some of your funny stories from the concrete? I know you said you had a few.
1: Yeah. So I, the first time I went on the concrete, it was about, it was like six in the morning and obviously I can't see anything when I'm crawling. So I asked my mom because she walks. So I was like, "Will you come with me and just walk around with me, make sure I don't, you know, get run over or something?" Yeah. She was like, "Yeah, sure." And um, I was crawling on the side of the road, obviously, and she was walking more towards the middle of the road. And I thought she had me; like, I wasn't looking because I found in the beginning when I was first starting to get into like longer distances, if I started to look and see where I was going, it just felt longer for some reason. So I just wouldn't look. I was just like, "I'm just going to try and focus on how I'm feeling." And if I feel like I need to stand up, I'll just stand up. So I wasn't looking up. Mistake. Hmm. And I was, there was a car parked on the side of the road and I was like, right for it. And I, it was like right before I was about to hit the car, like go in back, go right into the back <laughs> bumper. And I have my headphones in. So I hear my mom like faintly yelling and I'm like, what is she yelling at? And then I went f- head first into the back of the no. car thought I got like run over.
0: Oh my God. Yeah
1: cracked the car i was like so delirious i was like what's going on i was like am i dead
0: <laughs> oh my um, god
1: and i was like i was like how could you i was like i literally have you here for this reason. yeah you let me go into the car but i get people yelling some crazy shit at me like i was at the field yesterday and um this guy drove by on his bicycle and i had my i had my airpods in. and he yelled something and i took it out and he was far away and he was like he either said you're a tough motherfucker or you're a dumb motherfucker. I don't know which one he said <laughs>
0: could
1: have been, could have been either. Yeah. But, um, I have people stop me all the time on the street. Like, what are you doing? Or yeah. like, t- I go on the treadmill at the gym and people take pictures with me. <laughs> you know, it's a good conversation starter,
0: but yeah. If I saw you on the beach at 2am in the dark doing that, I'd be like, that man's possessed. Like,
1: <laughs> it's funny because there was, it was, I did it from fire on fire. And I went from like Kismet to like ocean beach and back. And, um, I guess through the night they kind of set up for construction the next day. So there was guys actually driving back and forth on the beach. And I was like, these guys definitely like what the hell is (laughs) wrong with this guy right now? If they could even see me, it was so dark. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's so funny.
1: A lot of good stories.
0: Yeah. So when you're crawling, like, do you, I mean, you can't really hold like a water bottle or anything. Do you take breaks or do you just, you just go?
1: Yeah. So that's the 10 miles I did. Again, I don't recommend this. For anyone that even if you're going to try it I did it with no nutrition at all just because I was on the beach and I, it was so dark I, if I left my stuff somewhere I would never be able to find it again and I don't want to carry it I wear a, a vest that holds my phone um just because I have I, I use the whoop but yeah so I can check see how long i have gone and all my all my data but um did that with no nutrition but at the fields when I go to the football field I just leave it in the corner yeah. that's something I've been slowly like slowly working on is my nutrition because it's hard. I, it's like I said, I've never done any type of endurance stuff. So this is and this is like very beyond most endurance. events. Yeah. So it's been like it's been tricky. I can't eat too much because I'll throw up because it's just like when I when you eat and then hang upside down. Obviously, oh my God,
0: I can't even imagine to stay
1: down. Yeah. So I try and stick to more liquid. I've been using a carb supplement electrolytes, uh, which I ran out of yesterday at like two hours. in. so now at least I know because 6 6 to 10 miles is probably going to be most of my long crawls. So I'm a, I don't think I'm going to get up to real I don't think I'm going to get close to the 31 mile distance until I do it. Yeah. It's because it's way too much on my body. Um so I'm trying to save myself as much as I can. I've been trying to find creative ways to train um with my team we've been coming up with different stuff, you know, do 2 miles and then doing an, uh, an hour on the assault bike and then 2 miles back. So it kind of simulates a 10-miler, but I only put 5 miles of actual strain on my wrists, my knees, my back. Yeah. Um, So it's a, it's a, it's a learning curve for sure, but I would it's, it's amazing. It's fun.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. I can't even imagine, like, I know you sort of got into like what you're doing for the training for it. Like, do you, um, do you do like regular running too, or it's, you don't really factor that in? No,
1: no. I, I, um, we, we spoke about it. Me and my team spoke about implementing it just because we need some kind of endurance, you know, like, but, it's been it's tough because you know running is it does put a lot of strain and um, i betr- it, it doesn't really correlate to the bear crawl position so like i'm trying to use the rower or the versa climber as yeah. more of my kind of i don't want to say cardio but um, kind of just to my slow endurance where I keep my heart rate between about like 60 to 80% just cruising maybe for an hour or two. I haven't done any of that yet. Um, I've just been sticking to straight crawling. I'll use the VersaKlimber a little bit, some band resisted crawling. I'll pull, I'll do uh, intervals with a kettlebell. I'll pull like a 22 kilogram kettlebell for like five minutes at a time. Um, so it adds a little more resistance, some strain um, with less time on my hands and feet. So just trying to get creative and I respect all, my whole team like my strength coach um, this guy Warren I, I don't know if you know him it's a place called East Coast right here they did my um, my baseball training not that he took on the bear crawl but like much respect to him because it's like you, you got really got to get creative there's no there's no yeah. plan you know we're, we're kind of making it up as we go because I have I tried to get in touch with the guy that did it I haven't gotten in contact with him, oh so, really yeah I mean, he's a like floor's Gymshark guy so it's like i'm sure his dms are blowing up yeah (laughs) (laughs) minor low
0: priority yeah (laughs) wow well hey i mean no one's ever done it before so it's like you're you're literally like creating a whole new a like goal and b training plan that that goes around it i mean unless that guy had some sort of plan that he released but it sounds like he didn't
1: no i mean there's not much of a plan and i think it's just like you know and this is again much respect to my coaches because I have a mindset coach and my strength coach and every day it's just like it's a constant struggle between like whatever happens happens and it's just like if I what if I if what if I don't do it like I'm so like high and low the lows are really low and the highs are really high and I've kind of come to terms with the fact that now it's just like I'm just gonna do the best that I can whatever happens on the day happens on the day and a lot of it's just gonna come, come down to mental like you know there's not going to be any sort of training that's going to simulate being 22 miles into a bear crawl with, with 10 miles left like that's you're never going to get there until you're there you're not going to know what that feels like until, the, until you're there which i'm excited about but it's kind of nerve-wracking as to like i don't know what the hell's going to happen on the day of but mm-hmm. i'm giving it my best shot so it's like that trust the process thing that we said before
0: so yeah it's, been,
1: it's going to be interesting
0: wow that's yeah i mean that's about as trust the process as it gets um yeah. It's crazy. I like to ask everyone that comes on. So I'll ask you this too. Um, what, what your understanding of the mind body connection is? I mean, I kind of already have an idea from what you've said, but if you want to like explain that a little bit more.
1: Yeah. I mean, I use like, I think when, when, you, when you originally say mind body, I think of like, you know, you're doing a bicep curl and like you can feel your bicep, but mine is just like when you take your body, out, like your body body and your mind or your body will only go as far as your mind will push it i think your body quits way before your mind i know that to be true um and i think that's where it comes in it's just like really anything's possible you don't you don't even understand how much your body can withstand but like it's more of just your mind like your mind i don't even i don't even know how to explain it
0: no i i know what you mean yeah it's like um it's, it's so easy to sell yourself short, like depending on I always tell people this, like what your internal dialogue looks like is going to determine how much you can do. So it's like if you're hyping yourself up, if you're speaking, you know, well about yourself to yourself, like I can do this. I'm able to do this. Like I've even had that in my life. Like I've gone into something. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do that. There's no way I'm going to finish 2000 meters in, you know, seven minutes, whatever. Um, Like. If you set an intention, and this is something I do with not even just fitness, but like every area of your life, if you like set an intention with something of like, I am going to do this and like affirm it to yourself and have faith in it, um, you're able to deliver so much more. And I've I've noticed that, like I said, in, in every single area of my life, but especially with fitness, like hype yourself up. I always tell people like hype yourself up. You'd be so amazed at how much your mind um, will allow you to do or prevent you from doing.
1: Yeah, I think that's... That's the bread and the butter right there. It's just like you have to hype yourself up. And I do it when I'm crawling. Like I'll, I legitimately talk to myself. Yeah. Like I'm sitting there and my head's hanging and I'm just like, come on, bro, you got this. Let's go. And (laughs) then it's the same thing. You know, you stand up and you're like, shit. All right. Nope. I'm good. I'm good. Let's do it. Let's keep going. And I think it helps that added factor because like you could, you could, you, you sift through so many thoughts in your mind, but what you allow yourself to speak kinda adds another layer to it. It's like, okay, I should I should follow I should believe that. You know, it kinda sinks into the subconscious of like, okay, no, Mm -hmm. I'm good. I really am good. I'm hearing that. Yeah. All right. Instead of just letting it hang in your mind to be like, No, you know, I I I don't feel too good right now. Or like, you know, even the positive ones where it's like, No, I'm good. Like say it to
0: yourself. Let yourself know.
1: Repeat it. Reaffirm it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, reaffirm it to yourself. That's like back to what I was saying about like when I'm in the car in the morning, I I literally talk out loud like to myself and I like go through a whole list of like everything I'm grateful for, like everyone in my life, like every goal vision that I have and I say it out loud and it works like it freaking works. Like I look back in my journals of months ago and I'm like, holy shit, like this is all it's all unfolding like and it's gratitude is the vehicle of abundance of whatever it is that you're trying to you know, manifest if that term resonates with you, if it doesn't like any goal that you have uh, starts with gratitude, like be grateful for it before it even comes your way. That's something that I really believe in is like, just allow yourself to feel as if you already have it. And that's what kind of bridges the gap between like maybe where you are now and, and where you're trying to go.
1: hundred percent. I'm big on that. And one of the kind of funny things that I do and I tell people and they look at me like I'm crazy, but it works is I'll listen to podcasts and like say I was listening to your podcast and you ask someone a question, I'll pause it and be like, okay, so Yada, 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 Like I will answer the question in the car.
0: Oh, wow. Like,
1: yeah. And it's just like a good way of being like, okay, if I was in this shoe, if mm-hmm. I was in that person's shoes, right? Yeah. How, who do I want to be? How would I want to answer that question? You know? And it's just like, it's just, it's been a way for me to be like, okay, I know what I have to do now. Cause I know that's what I want to be. Like, that's the answer I want to give. All I, all I have to do is just do the right things to be able to give that answer one day.
0: So it's yeah. been like a,
1: you know, That's and, a and, good,
0: and, like, so. manifesting method. I like that. That's really yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's one I really like a lot. But, it, you know, like, as I wanted to get into public speaking eventually, it's just, a, it's also a good way for me to just kind of
0: work yeah. on my laws and <laughs> Yeah, no, you know what it is? It's like, even when I started this podcast, it's like, you have to just put yourself out there and you just have to start doing it. Like, I was so nervous to start this. And I was like, I, you know, I had a little bit of experience public speaking, but I was like, I don't, you know. I remember being really, you know, shy and like having a list of questions, like asking people when they would come on. And now it's like, I've, I've done this so much now that I'm like, have the confidence in myself to just be able to just like vibe with someone and like learn about them and actually like hear their story and listen to them rather than like thinking about like, oh, well, what am I going to say next? Like, oh, I'm so nervous. Like, um, and that can relate to any area of your life. Just like allowing yourself to get into the flow starts with you just putting yourself out there.
1: Yeah. And it's this sound very contradictory. Of like you have to, like what we said before, like you have to have a plan. You have to show up with intention. But it is true. A lot of the time, it's just like you just got to go. You know, sometimes no plan is the right thing to do, especially when you're just getting started. Like, yeah, I, I tell people. People ask me all the time, like, how do you journal? I'm like, you just just start. Like, you don't have to yeah. know. You know, you don't. If you want to start a podcast, you don't have to know what microphone you're going to use or whatever. What questions you're going to ask. You just start and then you learn, right? You just have to be okay with failing and putting yourself. Yeah. Later whatever you consider failing to be. Um, yeah. And that's one thing that I fall back on with this bear crawl. It's just like, at least, at least I tried, you know? Like yeah. if the day comes and I fail miserably, like, so what, man? Like I'm the first, I'm the first. You've gone where no one else
0: try. has gone before. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, yeah,
1: I just, how was I supposed to know? And you're not supposed to know sometimes yeah. with a lot of things. It's just like, you haven't even done anything to know anything. So why do you expect to know something? Just start yeah and, so it's like very contradictive like you have to show up with intention and have a plan and then like yeah no, you don't have to have a plan just start
0: no i feel like that and find that balance yeah it's so like balance is key like being okay with failure too is huge like something else that i've learned too and i don't know if you relate to this at all is like not everyone's gonna like you either especially once you start to put yourself out there more and like i've dealt with trolls on you know youtube on tiktok and it's like yeah. Not everyone's gonna like you, and that's okay. like you you know it's like the quote, like you don't even like everyone. so it's like, who cares? That doesn't mean that you should stop putting yourself out there or let you discourage you and it's really easy to get discouraged, but it's like you have to persevere through like if that seems like a failure to you, like having you know haters, trolls, whatever you want to call it like just keep going like don't let that stop you. don't let the bumps in the road stop you. let them be something that pushes you to go even further because now I'm like, you know what screw it like I'm I'm gonna go live and if I have a hater, I'm blocking them like I'm not stopping like you know.
1: Now if you have, if you have the trolls and people that are starting to stay, say stuff about your your whatever you're doing, you're probably in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had I don't want to say, you know, I just started so I, you know I've had a couple. Um, but it's funny how it's mostly for me, I don't know if you can relate to this, but it's mostly been the people that I've been friends with or thought I was friends with in the past. And now they're nowhere to be found, but I'll hear through the grapevine that they're like, oh, who like who does he think he is? Like now, I mean, because they've seen who I was in Yeah. The past, right? I wasn't this person who lives this kind of lifestyle. Now mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm posting it out there. I get it. But it's like, if you don't think people can change and people can turn around, then I feel sorry for you. And yeah. that's kind of where more of my experience has been with that. It's just like, who does this kid think he is? Or like, you know, who am I to tell you how to live? And it's just like, I'm really not. But
0: Yeah. No, I relate to that like a lot because, um, so like, I'm, I don't know if you know, but like I stopped drinking almost like two years ago and that was like a big part of that where it's like the people that knew me in college, like knew a very different version of me. And I don't know if they're talking behind my back. I know that some of my friendships have like fallen away because they were people that I was really just friends with in like a setting where we were drinking. Um, but yeah, it's like, I'm not, I'm not sitting here to like try and brag and be like all high and mighty of like, I'm so much better than you. I'm like, I'm literally just sharing my experience and, like, yeah. hoping that someone out there can maybe, you know, relate to where what I've been through and, and, like, resonate with it. And it's not from, like, a place of, like, ego, like, placing yourself above someone. Is it's not for you either. Like, you're literally just documenting your journey.
1: Yeah. I mean, I try to think of it. It's funny because I try to think of it of like I don't have access to the information that I wish I had right now when I'm doing this. So, like, yeah. how, can I re- how can I redo it and, like, try and give someone the blueprint of, like, okay, I want to do that. But, okay, now I have a better idea. You know, I'm not going to hit everything, obviously. Yeah that lens but also and I think you, you could you, you would be able to relate to this as well as it comes with like the trolls and the stuff like as and it's good it's good that I know you now because I feel like with Long Island it's such like you talk to people all around and for some reason Long Island just seems like a hotbed of just like nobody try and goes into this line of work. Like there's not many people that are trying yeah. to like you know what I mean? I feel absolutely I don't want to say I feel alone sometimes but I'm just like I feel like I'm the only one who's interested in like doing the things that I'm doing. So it's good in that sense but like
0: yeah.
1: after i've you know lo- you know lost those friendships from you know my past it's opened so many doors like the people that i'm friends with now it's like, like i can't even believe that i'm friends with these people like these people are so fucking cool yeah like, what the hell you know so it's been there's some hope there for anyone yeah wondering, like you know oh you know I, there's trolls or whatever no the people that you're gonna meet as you keep going are gonna be some of the best people. And then you keep elevating and elevating, so there is hope and it is all good. Yeah. Oh
0: my God, I relate to that so much. Like, and I, you know, I think we touched on it earlier, but it's like things, things in your past are like things will fall away to make space for the things that do belong. So it's like once I started, you know, really being myself more and living authentically and like not giving a fuck about what anyone thought, like this is what I'm going to share. I was attracting people into my life, like people coming onto this podcast that I, I never would have thought that I would like have the honor of like speaking with or being friends with. And it's like it just goes to show you like how how that journey of like evolution and, and growth can serve you. Like, yeah, things are gonna fall away. It might not be easy, but look at how many awesome things are gonna be entering your life as you're letting go of the things that don't align anymore. Yeah,
1: I love that. You, you have to make the space, and it's it's all for a reason, whether you can see it or not.
0: It is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you have any, like, last-minute tips that you would give to anybody listening to this, like, mindset? If somebody else has, like, a – maybe someone that has a goal that seems really, you know, crazy, unattainable. you have any advice?
1: Yeah, let's connect. <laughs> if you do, reach out to me because I feel like um, – I feel like surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded, you know, especially people who – you know, are going through the process of doing something that, you know, you feel is unattainable. I think it's just good to have somebody to keep you accountable and keep you going. But um, besides that, um, just remember how lucky you are to be pursuing something that few people can say that they have achieved. Um, I think that's something that I fall back on a lot. It's just like, man. I wouldn't have it any other way as hard as it can be, or as, as uncomfortable as it is to put myself out there and, you know, take a risk and maybe fail on a big stage is like really, really cool in itself. So great, you know, gratitude. I always say that, you know, if there's one thing I could give, you know, to everybody to ad- adopt into their life daily, it's just gratitude. You know, when you're thankful, you could probably hear my dog. Barking. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if you're just thankful to be here, your options are, limitless at the end of the day because everything's a win you know when everything's a win that's the momentum and take it one step at a time be small or, you know start small consistency c- consistency compounds
0: just yeah yeah so. that's um that's like I always like to tell people it's like there's if you think of anything in your life as like there's no failures there's only lessons right so like so you can deem something as a failure but what if you were to like reframe that as like a lesson then everything is a win and it comes back to gratitude. Like it, it all comes back to, you know, even the most like painful experiences in your life, the things that seem the most challenging, like even for me in hindsight now, I'm like, I am so grateful that I went through that because it led me to being who I am today, like a thousand percent. And had those things not happened, I wouldn't be where I am now. So it's like even things that might seem like a failure in the moment, like having appreciation for them in hindsight is, uh, is really powerful.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. And Along with the never stop hustling thing, I just, I literally just got a tattoo on my leg at this, and then, you know, this is oh, the yeah. last thing, but um, I have, there's no finish line, never stop hustling. And what never stop hustling means is that there's really no ultimate goal in life. Like this bear crawl is one of my goals, but it's not the ultimate goal. And for anybody that is pushing the limits, you know, whatever that may be, that looks different for everybody else. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to be doing the first thing ever in the whole world, you know, it could mean journaling. It could mean anything, taking that risk, you know, don't fall into the assumption that achieving that one thing is going to be the end all be all and that you're going to be the person that you want to be. Because after this bear crawl, God knows what I'm going to have my eyes on. And after that, it's going to keep going. And that's what there's no finish line means. And I learned this from Matthew McConaughey um, on a podcast. He has this idea of an immortal finish line. And it's just like in life, you're trying to cross, it's in my Instagram bio, but cross as many finish lines as you can. And it's about your process and the people you meet, what you learn along the process that's going to allow you to cross multiple finish lines. So if you're taking that risk and you feel uncomfortable, just make sure that you know it's about your process and you have to take tidbits of information from this process to help you on the next one. And it'll never be about the end goal. As long as you have people who love you, you know, you're alive, everything's good. Just try and take what you can from each moment and each each goal and just keep moving because it's it's who you become in the process of becoming no matter what you achieve. So. Keep
0: going. Yeah, I love that. Wow. I love that idea of like always, you know, seeking more finish lines to cross because it's like the journey. We never reach the final destination, right? It's like we're always we're always still seeking the next thing and like um, continue to, to continue to ask more of yourself, continue to push yourself. Like there's never a point where we've completely healed or completely made it or completely maxed out at our potential. Like your potential is infinite. So I, I love that idea so much. That's so cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I feel like it's been, it's been taken into a whole new level of social media is where now we can visibly see, you know, what we want to be or what we want to look like and all these things. And it's just like, that's, that's never going to be the thing that makes you happy. It's, it's the sense of pride that you feel when you get there, but that comes from the process of getting there, not from looking a certain way or achieving something. So
0: yeah. just
1: cross as many, lines, as many finish lines as you can.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you heard it here guys cross as many finish lines as possible. That's uh that's, that's a tattoo right there. That's another one. <laughs>
1: yeah. Somebody steal it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Well, James, this has been awesome. I want to give you a chance to like plug yourself. So, any like websites, things you're you know working on, or where people can find you?
1: Yeah. So, uh, most of my stuff goes through my Instagram, which is just uh, at jamesboria underscore. Um, and I, I do have a website, which is JamesBoria.com. dot uh, I have a blog that I do post on my Instagram as well. But you can read you know obviously the full blog. I only post tidbits on my Instagram. Uh, I have a newsletter. Um, which goes out every Monday called The Insightful Pursuit. Um, and that's pretty much it. Probably going to start a podcast in the future. have a lot of my plate right now. But uh, yeah. <laughs> eventually that'll happen. And I would love to have you on.
0: Yeah, well, I would love to on be a, a guest. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, thank you so much, guys. Um, I'm going to leave all the links that James talked about in the description. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll leave them on the screen as well so you guys can check them out. But uh, yeah, James, thank you. This was really awesome. Yeah, thank you so
1: much for having me.